and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Glad you're with us here. Britt, got a big, big, long list. I don't know whether we're going to ever get through all these today. All I right, just let's, don't know. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, number one, stupid North Carolina legislature tricks. All right. She's not my type. Uh, Tucker who? Never heard of him. Never <laughs> met him. Uh, Clarence Thomas update. He's full of shit. Neil Gorsuch update. Same deal. Full yeah. of shit. Uh, Carrie Lake update. She's full of shit. <laughs> Trump dons the chicken soup. Did I say soup? You said soup. All right. Well, we'll edit that. <laughs> Trump dons the chicken soup. Mm-hmm. No debates. Uh, Tucker was on a mission from God, according to one of your favorites, Jason Whitlock. Oh, he's one of the best. And Britt, we definitely had the wrong representation when we got canned from WBT. Oh, boy. I know you want to start with that. Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Let's go. It's just funny how, like, when things start going south, your agent doesn't talk to you as much. It's weird, isn't it? Brian Friedman, F-R-E-E-D-M-A-N. Brian Friedman. Is the guy we should have had. This is the lawyer that, that's right, Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon have hired. <laughs> this guy's got a reputation for being like a real asshole, right? The guy you want on your side. Yeah. Uh, here's his track record. He got Megan Kelly thirty million from NBC after they ran her off. That was halfway through her contract. He got for the guy who was kicked off the Bachelor, Chris Harrison, ten million. Jeez. Uh, he has represented Mariah Carey, Quentin Tarantino, Vin Diesel. That's how I say it. It's funny. It's pretty good. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. He helped <laughs> Michael Jackson's estate get a hundred million from HBO over the twenty nineteen Leaving Netherland documentary. Yeah. Uh and I think he worked with Chris Cuomo or he's working with him. He's trying to get a hundred and twenty five million still out of HBO, HBO CNN for wrongful termination. Yeah, he's still working on that one for for uh, Chris. And, but what we we didn't get shit. We got yeah. squat. We got what we were entitled to, and then our agent took what they were entitled to, and they got a little more because we kept it. Yeah, but, on, you know what? Well, we should have gotten an extra fifteen to twenty million. The way I see it, is there some sort of indication that that Fox is not going to pay out his contract? Because I was hearing people talk about that, and maybe even Oberman, but I don't think there's any indication they're not going to. They're just going to pay him to sit on his ass for a few years, right? Well, there's no matter what. At that level, there's always room for more. There's always room for, yeah, that amount, but if you really want him to stay inert or something, it'll cost you X. You know, there's 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 all kinds of creative ways to to uh, skin this cat. And as we uh, just saw, considering what happened in the Dominion suit, 
they do not have they do not have a murderer's row of attorneys at Fox. So maybe they're ripe for the picking. Who knows? I I, I mean, you're hearing 20 million. You're hearing the guy was making 30 million a year. Um, and then they're like, oh, he's going to show up. No, he's not. going. I don't Rick, think he's going to show up somewhere else Rick, anytime why, soon. Why do you even say why don't you talk about the taxes he has to pay? Oh, yeah, that's probably on right. that. But yeah. you don't want to. You don't the want to tax do the high tax state of Maine. Uh, I, I, I just everybody's always going to turn up here. You know, I think if they if they end up paying out the contract, he'll sit on his ass. Let me put it this to you this way: If I pay you twenty or thirty million dollars a year, I'm not going to let you compete against me while I'm paying you fucking money. You will sit on your ass. You'll take the check and you'll do nothing, and you'll like it. Wow! Always looking for Brit to take the side of the man. <laughs> The side of the man. Yes, my sympathy goes with uh, Tucker Carlson, who really is the victim in this entire thing. He's, you got it. Like, He's the worker. Oh, He's the laborer. So poorly done to by these guys. So, no, the, everybody. Oh, he's going to be on Rumble. He'll be on Newsmax. He'll be, no shut way. up. Just shut up. No he'll way. sit at home. He'll sit on his ass. He'll fish, and he'll collect $20 million checks in two-week increments or however they pay him out. Or he'll take a lump sum. I don't know. Okay. He's not doing anything. Here, here's my new CNN prediction. One or both of these names to show up there in due time. Oh, Jesus. Um, Shepard Smith to CNN. That makes sense. Shepard Smith to, 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 to CNN. And uh, let me revise this. And uh, Don Lemon to MSNBC. Yeah, I think there's already some talk about that. And I'm also seeing hints that Don Lemon may uh, want to experience the summer of no worries before he goes back to work as well. He may be out partying a little bit this summer and then eventually this fall kind of settle down and figure out what he wants to do. Oh, you mean with his new boy toy? I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't care who sorry. he does it with. I just didn't uh, mean that. It's not it, what I meant. It goes back to what you said yesterday about how they've they've tried to and, and it, you saw it many times how they've tried to make these equivalent things. Well, Tucker Carlson here, well, Don Lemon here. Wow! Can thing. you believe it? it? It's worse than we thought, isn't it's it? Way worse, and it, it, it goes worse. to show you how full of shit it is because you were hearing conservatives. Oh my God! I can't believe they fired. He was the leader, of it. and you yeah. heard like five liberals go, "Eh, Don Lemon. I'm kind of upset, but I, I don't give a fuck." It wasn't this. It, it just it's not equivalent. It's not. And, and then somebody, I was looking at the New York Times story, somebody commented, well, he's the smartest, and he's like the, the most powerful voice they've got on the right, and the left doesn't have anybody near that. The left doesn't work like that. That's not how liberals work, and that's part of the problem with this whole fucking thing. All right. Well, you, you, you went there, so we're going to find one of the smartest voices on the right yeah. to uh, talk about the gaping hole in American society right now by the absence of Tucker Carlson to lead the intellectual charge back to greatness. Uh, this is Jason Whitlock. Explain who Jason Whitlock is, because I don't think everybody knows who he is because uh, he kind of disappeared from sports world years ago. Yeah, he's the fat piece of shit that's not running for governor in North Carolina. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Nice. Zing. Uh, Jason Zing. Whitlock played played little college football at Ball State, was not much of an athlete, but made a name for himself, I think, in Kansas City as a sports writer. Eventually, he was on that sports reporter show that you used to see on uh, ESPN on the weekend. Oh, I forgot he was one. Oh, my. 
Yes, yeah. he was. And then he decided over the past several years that he wanted to be some voice from the right, and he continues to be some voice from the right, and he's a complete piece of shit. So he's as if Colin Cowherd really took himself so seriously that he decided right. to really go into being a right-wing dick and give up the sports, right? right. Yeah. Colin Cowherd is yeah. smart enough to know where the bread is buttered. Right. He gets his zings in, he does a little drive-by, and then he moves on. It's, yeah. it's a bob-and-weave situation. Yeah. Jason Whitlock believes, again, that he was anointed by God to put oh. these things in. And, and every, again, he's, he's taken the whole victimization thing to a new level. Right. Uh, conservatives are the victims. If you love God, you're a victim. All of this bullshit. Right. We'll play about a minute of this. And it begins with a little sound effect. You'll hear And uh, on the screen, it says truth bomb. OK, so this is the sound of a truth bomb dropping at first. Here we go. I sit and look at Tucker Carlson and I've been coming on his show, it seems like, for eight, nine years. I don't even know how long it shows, but I was living out in Los Angeles. I was coming on his show. I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a long time. And I watched Tucker Carlson get closer and closer to God and get closer and closer to understanding what's at the heart of what's going on in America. There's a spiritual war going on. Good versus evil. People promoting a satanic agenda that wants to sexualize your kids and wants drag queens at school and want to uh, mutilate kids' bodies. Yes. And he's a he's a parent. He's he's a man around the same age as me. And it's like you start looking at it. And if you look at it objectively, you have no choice right. but to reach certain conclusions. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is an attack on God. It is. And what side am I going to be on? Okay. Okay. This is part of the problem with uh, our, our ex-friend Greg Hunter. He's also very Jesus-y, very godlike, very blah, 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 blah. But once you go down that road. It's over. There's no turning back, and there's nothing you're not willing to do to uh, make sure that your God-blessed agenda gets enacted. There is no one who could be safe from your defamation. There is no fact that cannot be not just denied, but turned around 180 degrees and twisted into a lie. Because if you're in service to God... Say it like a little rush would say it. Say God. 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 Then the ends certainly justify the means, don't they? I, I hope that you saw that piece about Ottawa County, Michigan, I think it is. They, they had a great piece. I think it was in the, in the Washington Post. And this was a county that reliably had voted Republican for like 150 years. Hmm. And now they've gone fucking way off the deep end. And they went after the woman who uh, imposed mask mandates. And they shut down one school there. And now they've, they've done all of this shit. Yes. They, if you write and they've, they've got, they used to have city council meetings that were nothing. You would just show up. Somebody would say, we need a stop sign here. Done. Now they have four hour just bitch fest, right? 
and people stand up and go, we will not be mocked. We are godly people. And that's that's what's going on right now. And once you take that mantle, it's all over. Mm. All right. Uh, let's do the Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch story, because now we've got two. Yeah. You thought there was only one dirty justice, uh, Supreme Court justice. You were wrong. Yep. Uh, we've we've got two of them now. There's more to the Clarence Thomas story in the last day or so. It turns out that the Harlan Crow family had a non-controlling interest in something called the Trammell Crow Residential Company, property management, commercial real estate kind of thing. And this is January 05. The Supreme Court issued a one-sentence order declining to hear an appeal from an architecture firm that wanted $25 million from the Crow family-controlled company for allegedly misusing copyrighted building designs. That's right. They took a building design from this architecture firm and kept using it over and over and over and over again. And the Supreme Court declined to hear the case. They turned it down unanimously which means that, that's right, Clarence Thomas was ruling on a case that had the Crow family associated with it, Harlan Crow, who he says is just his friend and politics has never come into their friendship at any level, and he certainly has never ruled on any. All right, so there's another one. Add that. And then we have Neil Gorsuch, the justice who exists only because Mitch McConnell snuck him in in the place of Merrick Garland, right? Right. right. He's got the Merrick Garland seat. Um, Brian Duffy is this guy's name. He's the head of uh, a giant law firm. He offered to buy a 40-acre property Neil Gorsuch co-owned in Colorado just nine days after Neil Gorsuch was confirmed for his seat on the Supreme Court, which he had no right to have. Nine, Neil Gorsuch nine, did nine days. You got you got to wait so it won't look suspicious. Neil Gorsuch reported making between two hundred and fifty thousand one dollars and five hundred thousand from the. All right. So when a number like that shows up, two hundred fifty thousand one dollar two five oh comma zero zero one that's a clue <laughs> you're fucking around this is kind it's not possible right kinda, it just doesn't yeah. exist kind of between two hundred fifty thousand and one dollar and five hundred thousand from the whole deal which was uh 18 and a quarter million dollars closed a month later but here's the problem he didn't reveal the buyer at all all right and this, this law firm has been involved in at least 22 cases before or presented to the Supreme Court since then. And the Supreme Court voted on these cases, and Neil Gorsuch voted eight to four in favor of the law firm in the 12 cases where his opinion is actually recorded. And, of course, Mr. Duffy, the lawyer, says he's never met or spoken to Gorsuch. Right. Nobody know knows anybody. 
I don't know who that is. I can't. I can't hear the caller. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. Which okay. So investigate that. These guys all ought to resign. You know, Abe Fortas resigned for the equivalent of he saw he had a hangnail and thought that that might uh, impede his ability to be impartial, so he resigned. That's the equivalent of of Abe Fortas compared to what all these guys did, and he resigned. He resigned. We don't have to go into the look it up if you don't know. Um, but the uh, I've never met him line. Doesn't that sound eerily similar to the Donald Trump defense in the E. Jean Carroll rape I've never accusation case? I don't, I don't know who that is. Right. Donald Trump Jr., I don't know who that is. I've never even seen that person. Britt, if, if you could quickly look up on Google, just how many times has Donald Trump ever said, never met them, don't know them, never heard of them? The answer, you can't get it because it would break Google, okay? He said servers, it so many times. Servers would melt down throughout California. But there's a subset of moments where he has said that, where almost instantaneously someone produces video or a picture of Donald Trump with that person. And in this case, that's right, there is a picture of Donald Trump and E. Jean Carroll together at a party, they're looking right at each other. There's no question about it. Um, the I don't know or I've never met her is, of course, a lie. And I think if you add that in with Trump not showing up in court, I think he's going to be uh, dead in the water on this. He's going to get convicted. So this is great. We can have a twice impeached ex-president who will be a convicted in civil court of rape and defamation running as the Republican nominee for president. But at least he's not old, Brit. That's right. At least he's not old and full of dementia. Right. President Biden announcing well, his uh, his uh, reelection campaign today, as a matter of fact. And uh, just so you know that nothing really has changed when – Biden later in the morning, early in the afternoon, went before a, a big union group to give a live speech as opposed to the recorded announcement. We gave a real speech. Actually, Joe Biden there, not his body double. Uh, it was carried live by CNN and MSNBC and outnumbered the hilariously brilliant noon show on Fox went on as normal. They were trying to ignore Joe Biden as they were course would when they well, can good for them that outnumbered show is fantastic nothing will change brit nothing <laughs> will change over there at least on the surface we uh we shall see now did you tune in last night to see what was going to happen in the tucker carlson spot because i didn't uh actually no you know what i i completely forgot to even think about giving a shit and uh i guess all we know is they they uh they forced Brian Kilmeade to do the hour, right? Yeah, that's what they got him doing. Uh, you were probably watching Jimmy Butler take apart the Milwaukee Bucks last night. Saw a little bit of that. I wanted to stay up and watch that whole Lakers game, but it just it runs too late yeah. for me right now because I'm trying to get a an adequate amount of sleep every night. Mm -hmm. So if I stay up till one o'clock, one thirty, it's not good. Not good for me. Oh, my schedule is a little different, obviously, than yours. So I saw the whole thing. It was uh, it was a good game. I was hoping yeah. the Lakers would lose, but no, that didn't happen. And I, I think uh, you know, 
the issue in this country isn't is Joe Biden too old or is Donald Trump too old? It's is LeBron James too old? The guy, the guy can barely get back up and down the court right now. Can't get off the it? get off the stage, Boomer. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're. Uh, uh, and now you can't play more- till he's forty-five. No, nah, I could, but I don't think he's going to. I think he's on. I think he, the the rumor is he wants to play a year in a couple of years with his son, maybe in Dallas or something, and then he's going to move into ownership, try to get a team in in Vegas. Well, but that gets him past forty. Okay, that's going to yeah. get him past forty. Yeah, but I want you. I don't think he's going to be Tom Brady. I mean, you know, look, it cost Tom Brady his family. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it broke apart Tom Brady's family. Yeah. Well, you know, you, that's true. I can't argue with that one. Can't argue with that one. Come on. All right. Uh, how about Trump dons the chicken suit? All right. I'm ready for this one. Uh, Trump wants his uh, fellow Republicans, although they're not really because he's not really a Republican, but for the sake of the story and the argument, we'll pretend that he is. Uh, he wants everybody to know that, that he is not interested in participating in the uh, debates next year, at least as far as they've been planned today, without his approval. Nobody got my approval or the approval of the Trump campaign before announcing them. God. That's hilarious. They always have like one of them really early in South Carolina. There's like one of them they used to have at Bob Jones University. Like it was. Oh, one they of the always do ones. one at the Reagan Library now. Yeah, too. that was the one. That was the the big one where they didn't know if he was actually going to show up or not. Right. Remember this They've whole got thing one scheduled for there already. This whole thing started out because somebody had gotten a huge contract on um, the Voice on NBC, and he was like, "Well, I want that kind of money. Here's what we'll do." We're going to run. I'm going to do this publicity stunt where I run for president. And they did it. And NBC goes, oh, oh, that sucks. You're fired. And he was kind of bummed out. And then somebody talked him into going into one of the rallies. I think it was a rally maybe in Florida or one of them in Alabama or something. And it, he, he started getting the God complex when he went down there. And it, it was, he was like, fuck it. We'll just do this. I'll just do this presidential thing. And thus, that was how America's journey into hell started. When you're leading by seemingly insurmountable numbers and you have hostile networks, capital N on the word networks, with angry Trump and MAGA-hating anchors asking the quote-unquote questions, why subject yourself to being libeled and abused? Also, the second debate is being held at the Reagan Library, the chairman of which is amazingly Fred Ryan, publisher of the Washington Post. No. He can't. He won't be able to resist. He's got. A, he's got a whole parcel of nicknames he wants to roll out there for the Sanders. Yeah, he wants the writers to make, are working overtime. He wants to talk about uh, the acne scars on Nikki Haley. He he's got he's got material, and he's not going to be able not to do it. So he's uh, let stop the bullshit. That's right. Trump is like uh, like Bob Hope. Bob Hope famously had writers on call twenty four seven. He'd get a joke instantly for for any situation. So if Trump calls you at at three in the morning. And says, Nikki Haley, four jokes, four insults, three nicknames. So he's ready. 
She's ready. All he's got is her. Uh, I think her her complexion is what he really gets to on her. There's a he's got a lot of stuff with DeSantis. He can go with short jokes on DeSantis. He can do the putting fingers thing. There's a lot of shit he can do with DeSantis. But you saw that that supercut they put together of all the shit that he said when he was complimenting Ron DeSantis as the greatest governor Florida's ever had and all this other shit. You saw that, right? No, I didn't. But of course, it's all true. So. <laughs> When he was in office, he just... Oh, I don't blowing. have to see it. He was great. <laughs> well, remember, we've known this for... There's always a tweet. There's always some kind of message about every subject that contradicts whatever he's saying in the moment, right? Every time. Every time. It's been that way for for years and years and years and years. Uh, what do we have left here? Oh, the stupid North Carolina legislator tricks. Oh, boy. Get ready. You're, you're just not <sighs> A Republican-sponsored North Carolina House bill would require a waiting period. I'm not going to tell you how long the waiting period is. Gonna I'm going to make you guess how long the waiting period would be. No, not to buy a gun. Okay. Oh, no, no waiting period there. A new FDA approved vaccine to be put on the state's childhood immunization schedule. In other words, when they come up with new vaccines yeah, brand new one. For, for other diseases, the Republicans want a waiting period. Tell me how long you think it is before the Republicans think that we can, quote, unquote, take the word of the FDA. Go ahead. Five years. I'm going to say it's five years. You're, you're, you know, you're, that's too many. It's only three Three. <laughs> Only three. We've got this brand new vaccine. We've tested it. Cures cancer. Cures uh, childhood, yeah, childhood cancer. Childhood cancer because these are vaccinations for kids, right? No, we got. But oh no, we can't. I'm sorry, we can't give it to you. And then again, we're gonna have to cross state lines to get my fucking kid immunized. All right. The uh, the the primary sponsor. This name rings familiar as being a complete crank crackpot on other issues. Larry Potts, P-O-T-T-S, hmm. of Davidson County. All right. Uh, this would prohibit the State Commission for Public Health from adding the childhood vaccine inside the three-year period. So childhood vaccines would remain frozen right now for the ones that uh, are on the list right now. Diphtheria, tetanus, whooping cough, polio, measles, and rubella. Now, wait, the, but, the real the real shock here is that they'd still recognize that there is legitimacy in mandating right, vaccines, right? right? They right look, based on, you're right. Based on what's happening with the right. abortion pill, I'm not surprised there isn't some fucked up state senator that says, you know, when the FDA approved the vaccine for diphtheria in 1952 or whenever the fuck it was, they rushed it through. And so, we, right, that's the point. That's... The precedent that could be set if that decision by that nut judge down in Amarillo, Texas, stands. So this is the perniciousness of Donald Trump because it all leads back to him. It all leads back to him appointing a horrible judge who made that decision. And then less than two weeks later, here in North Carolina, you have this third-rate crank Republican state senator coming up with something not identical to, but similar to what went on with 
the the uh, pill, the abortion uh, inducing pill, melaprestone or whatever it is. I can't remember. Melaprestone or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But this this is that just in a different form. So you're right. Everything is subject to to review. What they what they did when they started looking into this stuff and people started bitching up a storm about the um, vaccine and vaccine requirements and stuff like that for schools. We found that states like even in Mississippi, you don't have a religious exemption from taking uh, vaccines for kids to go to school. They're mandated. You got to do it. I don't give yeah, a shit what? what religion you are. You can't claim, oh, what? I'm this, I'm that. Why do I have a feeling that, it, and, you know, we've heard that example before about Mississippi. Why do I have a feeling that there are people in Mississippi who'd like that to be changed? I'm, su- I'm not surprised. I'm surprised that it hasn't been already. Because that's that's way too enlightened. Yeah. For what we expect that's out of Mississippi. Right there. Yeah. You start letting these kids start getting these vaccines. Next thing you know, they're sending them Bud Light cans with them all dolled up. That's the next thing that happens, pal. Uh, co-sponsors include our own John Hardister of Guilford County. Oh, of that's course. a winner. That's a that's a winner. Very very slimy politician, John Hardister. Very slimy guy. Wormy. Uh, bottom line is, and uh, this apparently is only Republican politicians in this country at all governmental levels. Republican politicians and judges have been blessed with the innate knowledge of medicine of the medicine man of medical science far and beyond the bureaucrats who inhabit the fda the food and drug administration and so it's up to you america who do you believe more some judge got a law degree but not a medical degree or some state senator in north carolina doesn't have any of those degrees probably that's where we are that's where we are i just uh i i really hate this i mean i just hate the the distrust of science the anti-science all all of this shit is just and it's the worst and when you see the um, the list of books that they want to ban, like the top 10 list of books that they want to ban from the libraries and from schools and stuff, it's like Catcher in the Rye, To Kill a Mockingbird. I mean, it's stuff like that. Well, the, Britt, those books have caused more trouble in this country. <laughs> Jesus. You have no idea. I can think of another book. It's no comprised idea. of a lot of different books, and there's an old part of it, and then there's a new part of it. I'm trying to remember which one it is, and I can't oh. remember what it is. Oh, the dictionary. A, yeah, a, to, a to L and then M to Z, right? That's the, one, the Oxford Dictionary. That's the one yeah. that's caused a lot of problem, a lot of wars, a lot of strife, a lot of oppression of races and women. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, and finally, <laughs> at least on my list, Carrie Lake threatens Senate run if she isn't victorious in the Arizona Supreme Court. I, I can only think of Blazing Saddles and uh, Cleavon Little holding the gun to his own head as he backs up. I'm going to I'm going to do this. Don't make, don't make me do this. <laughs> she went on. Where else do you make important political announcement these days except the uh, why does he fucking still have a public forum, Steve Bannon's War Room podcast. (laughs) K. 
Carrie Lake appears to be coming to terms at some level with the fact that she might lose her lawsuit to overturn last year's election for governor, although she does say she's going to take it all the way to the Supreme Court, where even they will laugh her out of the room. But she knows that's going to take a long time. So if we're not victorious, you always have to use the third person plural, right? We're. 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 And I pray that we will be victorious in Arizona. I pray that the justices and judges will do the right thing. I will strongly consider to move forward on this Senate seat because I'm afraid to death of people like Kristen Cinema and Ruben Gallego. She insists that Kristen Cinema and Ruben Gallego were radical leftists. Apparently, she doesn't read the papers much. Kristen yeah. Cinema, not even close i wish he was that's exactly right (laughs) that'd be that'd be nice so that's on the back of my mind but in the front of my mind is our case we're forging ahead on that as hard as we can so if she doesn't get the election overturned from 2022 and she's not made governor instantly god damn it i'm gonna be in your face i'm gonna be in your life again and i'm gonna run for senate Oh God! Arizona. How have they managed in Arizona not to storm like the state capitol? I know that they had some stuff, but how have they managed to keep the wackos from getting in there and doing the same kind of shit we saw on January sixth of twenty twenty one? I think there was a gathering there, not of course at the level of January sixth, twenty twenty one, at the U.S. Capitol or what happened in Michigan, but I think they've had their their issues. Yeah, but they, they, they weren't have. able to breach. I think everything was been has had stayed outside. Yeah. For some reason yeah. or other. They've been able to keep everything from, you know, spilling into the inside and yeah. having full on riots inside the the state capitol there. Yeah. All right. La- last thing here, and I hate this. I hate this completely. Uh Richard Lewis announcing he has Parkinson's disease yeah. and he won't be doing stand up anymore he's 75 and he's having some trouble walking and the rest and they just finished shooting uh, another season of curb your enthusiasm so that's that's in the can with his uh his bud larry david who he's known since uh, probably they went to camp together and we know what that leads to sure um uh, i think he's the funniest comedian i ever saw live i think he's the funniest one i saw him at the improv in tempe uh, many years ago. And very, but he's very the funny. second funniest guy you've ever known who graduated from Ohio State. <laughs> his book is called The Other Great Depression, and it talks a lot about his battle with addiction. Uh, if you want to subscribe to Audible through uh, shop.bradandbrit.com, it's our Amazon link. It's a very good listen. It's a very good read. He talks about some of the down points in his life, and uh, it just it, it is very sad news, but damn, what a career. Unbelievable career for that guy, right? Right. Yeah, uh, just just great. I mean, he he took being down and being depressed and uh, <laughs> and went all in with it. I mean, when you think about that uh, show, anything but love with Jamie Lee Curtis, God, that's been thirty five years ago or something. Like, I mean, that's been like forever freaking ago, and that was well into his after he'd become a very famous stand up comic. Yeah. So yeah, well, remember there was that that glide path where the goal for a lot of stand-up folks was to get a sitcom. Yep. Um, and a lot of them did. Most of them didn't 
make it. Certainly none made it to the level of Jerry Seinfeld. Right. But, you know, there are, what's her name? Was it Brett Butler? You know, she was an okay stand-up comedian, but she had a show that was on for a while. That was a pretty big hit show, wasn't it? Obviously, Roseanne did very well before she went nuts. Yeah, she was she was very good. There was this uh, this this black guy, and he seemed to do a lot of commercials for various products. And he had a show on. I can't remember who was that. Was that Red Fox? I'm thinking of was it Red Fox? Exactly, Red Fox. Thinking, I think he ran into some legal problems later, but I can't quite remember how that went. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did want to ask you about this. Uh, some of these details that are coming out about Tucker, that thing about them, uh, like Lachlan and Suzanne Scott getting together on Friday night and having a little powwow and deciding well, he's got to go. He's done. He's out. He's toast. And then they, they call him in on Monday, like 10 minutes before they announce to the world. And they go, you're done. You're out. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny, isn't it? Well, it, it is. Uh, but apparently – Lachlan, the son, he's the younger one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's hated Tucker Carlson all the way. I mean, he's the one that left the company years ago and did all kinds of environmental stuff, but kind of came back uh, into the fold. But he's kind of a lefty. He really is. And, you know, he went to Princeton. He he was he grew up in the United States. He went to uh, private school in uh, I think in uh, the New York city area. So he's as he's way more American. Let's put it that way than Rupert Murdoch. Okay. Rupert Murdoch is a naturalized American citizen. And I know it makes he's American, but I will go to my grave and contend that the worst decision ever made about immigration in American history was fast tracking him through to American citizenship in 1985, I think 85. Yeah. So he could start the Fox Network. So that he could start buying up properties that he would not be allowed to buy. And then they they uh, put in the waiver that allowed him to own television stations and newspapers in the same market, New York. Uh, and Washington, well, you know, any papers in Washington, but it was primarily New York. So he didn't have to, he could hold on to the New York Post and uh buy up uh, met the metro media stations including channel five and and off he went so it was kind of a a, a cobbled together semi-network until it you know became actually fox broadcasting but imagine if he would have never been able to get his american citizenship imagine if he would be just like all these other foreigners who do not own american media properties and there are lots mm-hmm. of them from around the world who wish they could but they don't no Beverly Hills 90210? Yeah. No Fox NFL Sunday? No Simpsons, yeah, I know. John Madden and, and Pat Summerall would have just stayed on CBS? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. Yeah. Here's here's the, the one that really gets me, that anybody would, would float this one out there right now. Okay, so he's 92, and uh, he knows that he's at least more than halfway through his life, okay? He knows. Sure. Sure. <laughs> that he doesn't have another 92 years in front of him. So here he is at the very end or close to the end, and he's going to make amends and, quote, do the right thing right now, which, of course, the answer is too late. Yeah. No, simply no. You've done too much damage, sir. You've done too much damage, sir. 
get out of here. What's the Gene Wilder clip? Uh, <laughs> good day, sir. I good said day, good sir. day. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's just crap. Yeah, these deathbed yeah. confessions and shit like that, forget it. Right, right. I mean, er- everything is a Machiavellian uh, triangulation of what is in my best interest at any given moment. Accurate. And it was in his best interest to get Tucker Carlson off the channel. So he did it. It's nothing more and nothing less. And this was the old, give me a reason. Like Clint Eastwood, give me a reason. And so Tucker Carlson kept giving reasons, thinking he was invulnerable, that he couldn't be touched no matter what. Well, apparently also he did kind of, he also put out the aura that he was in tight with the old man. He liked to to kind of, he liked to play, the old man loves my ass. Nobody's in tight with the old man. What's the on wife number four? And they dumped wife number five before he even married her. Because she got too Jesus-y on him. She got too crazy on him. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. He, he kept. I, I just want everybody to kind of slow their roll a little bit. You have to allow that what comes after Tucker could be worse. Oh, it really could. <laughs> I have no illusions. I have no illusions. I think it might be Jesse Waters, and Jesse Waters – in pretty short order is going to have a probably a much bigger ego than even Tucker Carlson. You're obsessed with him. And, uh, you're the only person that ever throws his name out. I'm going with Gutfeld. I'm going with Gutfeld. But Jesus, they got the, him. he's like the Max Kellerman of, of that fucking network. He's got like three different shows. You got You're going to run the guy ragged. You can't put him on at nine and then put him on at 12 or 11 or 12 or whatever they do. And then they had, he's got to do his stupid thing with the five. They got to cut him back. They got to cut him out of that five thing for one no, thing. Once you give him the eight, that's that's the gig. All that other stuff goes away. But he's the king of late night, Brad. Doesn't he's matter. The, you know, the 20, you know what's going to happen? I'll tell you what, what they'll do. They'll give him. They'll do that show at eight, and they will rerun it at eleven. Oh, okay, yeah. which is remember that's the three hour West Coast time difference. So it would be on at eight also on the West Coast, and you can just see the. Headlines the first week, uh, a rerun of Greg Gutfeld's show at 11 still beats Stephen Colbert. He's, he's the king of prime time and late night. I can yeah. see it coming. That's I it. can see it coming. That's your headline. Yeah. Why did we should have stopped five minutes ago? I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs>